0: What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, want to thank you for joining us and welcome you to another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. My name is Charles Coleman, I'm your host, and we have an amazing show lined up for you today. But before we get started, do yourself a favor, click down, see that subscribe button. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that, make sure you subscribe and follow. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, on title, on Spotify, or anywhere else where podcasts are heard, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast, the Charles Coleman Podcast, the new home for black brilliance. We are your new favorite podcast to listen to. So in terms of today's show, I'm really excited because as you know, I have a dream team of contributors. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the professional winner. She's the boss at 593 Washington. You know her. You love her. Miss Gloria Sherubin, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, hey. What up, what hey, up, hey. what up, what what's up, happening, What's happening, man. How you
1: doing? I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful. Welcome to the couch. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I had a win this week. I just wanted you to know that, you know, when we played that spades and that phase ten, I was still taking names. So this is the thing. This is the thing, right? I'm a winner. You're a professional winner. I'm a professional winner. That's what I do. I win. I wasn't, I wasn't.
0: I wasn't going to do this. Okay. I really wasn't going to do this, but I have to. Please. All right, I have to tell you a secret. Talk all right? to me. Talk to me. I'm here so, for it. So, as you know, this is my show. Like, right. This, my my that, name's on is, the wall. It is your name. Right? Yes. Um, so, I have to be in charge of the set. Right? Okay. And I had to tell people before I got here, like... Right there's no card playing on the set when, G, when G's here. Wow, Men. that's
1: crazy. Because see, the, hate, the hate from the top, The mad hate. Because
0: for those of you who are listening, ah. you may not realize this, G is a professional winner, but right. she is... A professional cheater as well. I See, I bring that to frame,
1: why? Why you got to bring these words? I, 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 I'm not a cheater, bro. But, but, the, but I don't the, cheat. But the wild thing is, black I, women don't cheat. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> We're doing this already. Already, already. Those, black women don't cheat.
0: We just win. I, I the the wild shit is I learned this from your sister. It was your sister, and I defended you the first time. I was like. Come on, you know how family
1: rivalry goes. She's a hater. You know that. So come on. Shout out to Rochelle. Shout out to Rochelle. (laughs) She was the one to tell
0: me, yo, you know, G cheats. Like she's a habitual cheater. Listen, the goal in
1: any game is to win. That's the bottom line. You gotta do whatever it takes to win. So I'm a winner, because I do what it takes. Now, you want to categorize things as cheating. Cheating is only cheating if you get caught. If you don't get caught, you just won. G will be
0: two rounds in on a nine-round game of Uno and be like Uno (laughs) with six cards in her sleeve and then walk away from the table like, a win is a win. A win
1: is a win, A win is a win. Oh, So there's you.
0: no there, There's no car playing, there's no betting, even though you can't uh, bet G because she don't understand how bets uh, work. Nah, Funny story really quickly for y'all about listening <laughs> to G and her bets. We were at uh, 593 Washington, Blue Smoke, hanging out, and it was a fight. It was like a, a boxing fight. And she bet $20. She was like, yeah, I got $20 on whoever it was. And it was like a bunch of people who said, oh, I'll take that bet. All right, cool. And then the person she bet on lost. So she's already tight. And she apparently didn't really know how betting worked because then after that, she walked up to me and she was like, so wait, I got to pay all these people $20? I can't just give $1 to 20 people? (laughs) And I was like... Yes, that's how I'm betting works. Oh, this betting shit ain't for me. Yeah, that was
1: one and done. I was in and out of that really fast. Um, I didn't understand that. I thought that I had my 120 and I was betting and that was it. But then when all the other folks... No. Yeah, I figured, look, I, I learned super <laughs> no, fast. No, I work way too hard for my money to be giving out just whole 20s to folks And this cat didn't even work hard. It was just crazy. I was just like, nah, I'm not doing that ever again.
0: Never again? You are done? No. All right. We're going to get into our shortcuts. Uh, And as you know, this is the part of the Charles Coleman Podcast where we talk about news and views, things that are going on, current events, you may have heard of We're going to spend a little bit of time on these before we get into our main segment. So, you know, G, I try to think about what segments are going to work with you and who you are. And- you know, I'm not going to, I'm allow you at some point when you get, you know, when we get into your segment, I'm, a, I'm going to allow you to tell the people what you want to know. But, you know, you're a person who spends and has been around not just church, but church culture. Right. A lot. Right. And we got to talk. And you're from Brooklyn. And you're from Brooklyn. Absolutely. All right. We got to talk about your man, um, Bishop, <laughs> and I'm using air quotes, Bishop Lamar Whitehead. A.K.A. the Gucci Pastor, <laughs> A.K.A. the Fendi Reverend, A.K.A. Mr. You Know Wayne Brady. I'll slap him on camera, like he. So for those of you who do not know, Lamar Whitehead is a uh, clergy person. I'll use it that person. He's a he's a he's a, a, a clergy person from Brooklyn who has his own church, and uh, he has come under fire recently. Um, he's known for. Being very, very flashy. He wears, like, literally full Gucci suits, like, and full Fendi suits. And, you know, he does the usual, what's up, family? I'm just here, you know, masking in God's blessing. Gucci from head to toe. Living in abundance. That's, like, his thing, right? I'm not necessarily mad at it. That's his brand. But he's the guy, if you recall, who first got robbed in church on camera during service. So he, got, he gets robbed on camera during service. Crazy. That's bad enough. Well, that's wild enough. And then more recently, there was apparently a parishioner who at some point during the service on a live, it was a woman approached him and, or approached his family or he interpreted as approaching his family. He actually kind of like almost choked this woman right. like on camera. I'm not gonna ask—is this (laughs) Christ-like? But what what did you? What I know
1: you saw it. I definitely saw it. You're from
0: Brooklyn. You always have a different take on stuff that uh, than other people. Because like you may see the Gucci and be like, "Nah, he's living as God's blessing," which is I'm not mad at.
1: Right. But I I, just—I gotta hear your thoughts on this. I mean, first of all, from the first incident where he um, got robbed, the minute I saw it, I was like. It's a setup. Word. It seemed was like an like, inside job from the beginning. It, just, it, it was an inside job. Nothing about it looked real authentic, number one. Number two, the level of irresponsibility that he exists in is beyond me, okay? <laughs> I, I just, I don't care how blessed or how abundant living you think and you should be, there's no reason for you to be that flashy and that gaudy. Mm. You're not attracting anything that way, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. And then- so from the from the top, I thought it was a hoax. I'm, th- I'm like, this dude's a scam artist. I've, I've seen him on social media, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it doesn't even balance out. My man got like seven people in the church, bro. How <laughs> do you have all this stuff? You pushing Rolls Royce, right, you're right, right, kind right, right, of right. crazy. Something else got to be going on. It just doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying?
0: What's up, family? I'm just here in my Phantom getting my car washed. <laughs> the abundance of God is it's just like It's just like, dripping you know, on a bro, there. like... What are we doing? What's
1: the messaging here? I mean, I think that's a real question. What's the messaging? And then wait, the coup de grace was so. And then it wasn't just that he got, he got, um, he got robbed. It was all the stuff afterwards that he was doing that just made it seem like he was just cloud chasing. He was just looking to be in front of the camera, just looking for an audience. You know what I'm saying? And there's been other encounters that I've seen of him before this whole incident that already had me in the frame of mind that my man was just way off the charts.
0: So, do you ever worry? That when things like this happen, that it, in a larger sense, on a broader level, has the potential to be imputed to the black church as a whole in a way where people who may be on the fence or may be, may be teeter are like, you see, that's why I'm not messing with that. Right? No,
1: absolutely. I definitely feel like it does. You know what I'm saying? Like the church has been struggling for a long time to be relevant you know, to be able to send messages into the youth. And this is a place that they should come to right. recreate some level of balance for their own existence. And when you got characters like this, that's really just kind of like... I'm gonna choke you. I'm gonna choke you. When I mean, the way, he, the way he grabbed Get that lady the and literally dragged her out the church, he just like a person that beats women. Mm. It, it was no resi- there was no resistance. Now, first of all, if you just got robbed less than two months ago, where's your security? Facts. And if you felt like the woman was a threat, why wouldn't they move in you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And move her out of the way versus you feeling like you need to leave the, the the pulpit in the middle of your whatever you're doing presenting to drag her out of the building. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make sense. And then when you see the panel, and the camera, I'm like you doing all this, and so you can't control the environment in a room of six it's women. It's like eight people. It's just <laughs> six women. That's it. Nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can you can't be you can't be serious. So for me, I was just like. It definitely puts a bad taste, and it gives people that are already to, on the fence about being in church more reason to just be like. He he didn't want to ruffle the fendi. Right. Oh, it, that's what it was. It he was, felt like she was getting too close. She was getting too close. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it, it's not it's not acceptable.
0: It, you know, I I. It's agree embarrassing, with you. in all honesty. I think I think that's the word. Right. I think it's embarrassing. I mean, I don't know how many people outside of our culture and our space are paying a ton of attention to that. Right. But if it ever does get out, right, right. like it, if it ever does become something that people pay attention to, I think it really makes, it's almost buffoonish in my opinion, in terms of the optics of it. Right. The optics of it border on buffoonery. Right. Because it really makes you wonder, again, to, the, to your point, what's the messaging here? Right. And who is this for? Who is this for? Right. Right? Like who who is this for? Who you who and what are you att- intending to
1: attract to this space? It's just a lack of composure for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just it just I, I can't reconcile it in my brain. Pastors already get a bad rap, as it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> I think as a pastor, you have to maintain a certain delicate balance on who the parishioners are and how you exhibit your wealth. If it's especially when there's this huge get that Cadillac, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like the idea that you know, if you're Christ-like, it's only if you're blessed on a super high level. So everybody else that's below the poverty line, what, God don't see them? They're right. not blessed. Like, that's the messaging that you're sending. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's not realistic. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, yes, you are, should, you should be blessed. If you're walking with Christ, yes, you should, ha- you should be blessed abundantly. That's what the word says, right? right. Okay, cool, great. But there's, there's got to be some kind of balance in your own self, To manage In terms of like what that looks like. What that looks like. How you present that. You know what I'm saying? Like you look, he just looks like a show off.
0: (sighs) What a mess, Brooklyn. What a mess. Uh, We're going to move on. Last quick hit before we get to your segment, uh, P&B Rock. Um, This, this, you know, I had to let this sit for a minute before I discussed it. And again, you know, for anybody who may be listening and thinking, well, that happened a couple weeks ago. Why are you talking about it now? Because the conversation isn't just about p and rock. Right. We've entered a space where the industry, the arena, like it used to be that the toughest thing about being a rapper was that you had to defend yourself lyrically against other dope rappers. Right. Right. Like you could, you could catch a stray in terms of a bar Because you said something that somebody else took a certain way and the level of machismo or the level of aggression in hip hop on the microphone was something that, you know, someone would respond to. But now we've entered into the space where like, for some people, depending on how you express your art, and I'm going to say that again, how you express your art, yo, you might legit be playing with your life. I feel like everything about this story is wrong, but again, not making it specifically about him, the question becomes how did we get to a space where the idea of being an MC in hip-hop is dangerous? Like it's actually dangerous. Like we ain't got enough danger just being black men walking around. Like now we got to worry about like if I want to rhyme... Do I really, like, can I go to Roscoe's and eat? Like, where did, it, where did it switch from being, this is what I do, this is how I express my art, to, like, I legit
1: might have to, you know, pull out on some, on some dude. I, don't, listen, I can't tell you when it switched. I feel like it's been getting more and more violent, you know, in terms of just, like, the way in which people have just been responding to artists, you know, um you know, the game, the music business has changed so much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, these young kids are coming out. They want to make a name for themselves. They're affiliating themselves with certain organizations. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, at the end of the day, they walk around with a bunch of jewelry on. I think it's just, it's been unsafe in the hood forever. That's not a new phenomenon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and people got to, these cats got to think a little bit more forward. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just not going to be jumping into cities and wearing all this jewelry, and you by yourself. Like, you, you, you got to think about that. Especially, and it's not like this is the first situation. Right. You understand? You know what I'm but saying? What like, is, but like, what does that say?
0: What does that say about the culture, right? Like, because I remember, I remember in the 90s, we're of a certain age, and it's crazy to me that that actually sounds, you know, like a long time ago. Right. But... It used to be not necessarily the artists, but their crews were a problem. Right. Right? Like, it wasn't the artists themselves that was pulling out. Right. Or even it was like, oh, uh, uh, Jack, the, uh Jack the Rapper, somebody's, somebody's, as somebody, yeah, Jack the Rapper, somebody from somebody's crew always got hemmed up. Right. Like, that was a thing. It wasn't always, it wasn't ever them. It was like two people from the entourage got to a beat. Right. Hot 97, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was always a thing, like, in the 90s. But now it's the artists themselves and it's the artists themselves that are also not just perpetuating
1: it, but actually acting it out. But the other part is you got to remember when in the 90s, you could go to Jack the Rapper, you could move around and people not really know where you at. For those of y'all you who, who, are two,
0: who are listening who are too young, Jack the Rapper was the equivalent at this time of like, let's say the Revolt Summit. That's like the, right. you know, because people may not, people are listening, they may not know Jack the Rapper, right. what is that? If you right. Google it, You'll know it was a huge music conference. It was the biggest thing going for hip hop at the time, and that was where everybody who was anybody and wanted to be somebody went to in order to sort of be in the space. And a lot of shit happened right. because it was just a lot of stuff going on. A lot but of people, lot a of lot of people, right. yes, Go all ahead. I'm
1: sorry. all caliber. But the, I think that the one of the things that we need to really recognize is how technology is playing a role mm-hmm. in people's visibility. You know what I'm saying like people are posting in real time where they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got folks that's just moving on a different apparatus altogether. You know what I'm saying that knows where you are can pull up to that spot and if you're moving unprotected, you're a victim. You feel what I'm saying? And it's just saying like, I don't know that their music is the reason. I think violence is violence. I think folks that's out here that's looking to just leverage someone else's wealth for their own benefit is going to move on any opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and the fact that we could identify where you are and catch you in the moment in that and you're vulnerable, like we got to be you know, more cognizant and be moving 10 steps ahead of that, you know what I'm saying? I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that
0: guy and say that, you know, social media and cloud chasing has fucked up the game.
1: It's changed a it lot dramatically. Of
0: way, it, 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 no, it, I'm going to say it, it fucked up the game. Okay. Because that's the thing, right? The spiciness. It's it, 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 if you if you think about the progression, right? Like 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 let's go back and think about a diss record. Think about Hit 'Em Up. Think right. about Ether. Think about you know um, um what's the joint on Blueprint? The joint with Jay Z diss. Like if you think about any of those rec- right? Like when people heard it, it was like oh now we are at the radio. Right. All right. Cool. So then you escalate because now you go in you could do a live and you could talk trash. And now people are like, oh, right? right." And then, but there's only but so much of that that can go on because, right. again, you got eyes on you now and people are watching. So the clout, maintaining the clout, it just can't be on a record. It just can't be on social media because when you do pull up, now the public is like,
1: what you gonna, what do? You gonna do? I'm gonna say, but think about that. The same way you ran that analogy. We used to have a hand game. You had beef with somebody, oh, folks was putting their I hands mean, up right. and they was fighting. And we went from that to like, all right, so we're going to bust this beat. We're going to break dance. We're going to dance it out. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? We, we, not gonna, we ain't going to fight. We're going to just whoever crew is the hardest. Right, you right, know right. what I'm saying? Then we went from that to now, all right, we're going to battle hard beats. We sound mad old. We sound mad old. And then there was pop, uh, there was pocket oh, beans oh, beef. Oh, you know what, oh. what I'm saying? So it's been beef it has been escalating. But now it's just like...
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there was a time when people in hip-hop settled beef on record. On record. And, and actually and, danced. Like, they they <laughs> they danced. And if they didn't dance, their friends danced. <laughs> or they danced with their friends. Like, right. Scoob and Scrab. Look them up. Big deal. Um, we're going to move on. This brings us to our contributor segment. I am super excited. Branded by G. <laughs> so, bah 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 bah.
1: Branded by G, what we talking about today? So, today we talking about Sisterhood, and, Ooh. uh... Should I, should I, like, just go get some water or something? No, sit right here, because you need to hear about all this, all right? We're talking about sister. we're talking about friendships with sisters, we're talking about, you know, how delicate those spaces are. You know, um, over the course of your life, you're going to make a cluster of friends. You're going to have friends from work, you're going to have friends from school, you're going to have friends that you grew up with, and there's some sisters that decide that they want to bring all their friends together. That could be challenging. Okay. Can we talk
0: about the girls' trip? Cause I know like mad girls who go on girls' trips. Yeah, but even as friends? Even as, And then they come back and they don't be friends no more. Because what is, what's that about? What have
1: happened was that you tried to bring all your friends into one space and you didn't realize that over the course of your growth, you met those different people at different, different spaces yeah, of your life. Yeah. So when you bring them all together, it don't always gel sometimes it's a little tense. Sometimes you realize the person that you are to one sister is not the same person that you are to another sister. So, you know, I mean, I can say personally for me, I'm one of these people that could have a friend for every day of the month, you know? And I'm a different person. I'm, I'm like a chameleon. I'm consistently myself because I try to present a version of authenticity and just really being me. So And, I, and, I'm, and, I, and it's a no-judgment space, so you could be whoever you need to be without it changing who I am. But because of that, I have such a variety of friends. Now trying to bring them all under one space, ah, it gets a little challenging because I got this thing called the new friend feeling. When you become my friend, I make you fall in love with me. And you in your mind believe that that I am your only friend. That shit sounds sexy. It is. It's it's an amazing time. That new friend feeling is is, awesome. Because you're exploring, you're getting to know this person, you're figuring out, you're trying new things. But I remember then, when
0: I was your new friend. You remember? I do. It was, it was euphoric. And it was, I was, it was, I was awesome, right? I was, I, you know, I, I just couldn't wait to see you.
1: And it felt like I had a lot of time
0: for you. Until you cheated at cards.
1: But then that was the other side of me that you had to meet. <laughs> <laughs> so I could stay authentic. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the reality is, is, you know, when you're trying to maintain sisterhood and just really building that kind of cohesion, you know, it requires a lot of emotional maturity. And it really, like, kind of, like, combing through and understanding who your friends are to really kind of know who you can kind of bring together and who you can't. You know what I'm saying? Because when the fallout happens, you know, it, it gets, it can get ugly. It can, you can really lose some really long-time friends over the new friend space. So, you know, I think that, you know, I've, I've had all kinds of situations happen to I- me.
0: I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. I, I have questions. Okay. Okay. Cause I really just want to understand. Like I, you know, I have I have come to learn and I've come to appreciate that there are certain spaces that just are not for me. Right. And I'm okay with that, right? Like I'm a, and I think that, you know, we've had different conversations before. We we recognize that every space should not necessarily be for everybody and that's okay. Right. And so I'm fine understanding that these are spaces that are not for me, but I just do have curiosities. I have observed and I just want to know number 1 is this accurate I've observed that like in terms of I mentioned the group trip mm-hmm. the magic number is 4 if you exceed five if you exceed 4 somebody's coming back not the friend Like, is that about right? Like, I mean, I don't know. The magic number I've seen is four. Anytime it goes above four. I'm
1: not a big fan of group trips, okay? Because I I travel a lot, so when I do get to take a break, I don't really want to be on anybody's schedule. That's the thing. And that's where it be going wrong. And it gets crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to coordinate the dinners, you got to do things more as a group. It's not like I could just kind of move on my own silo. And I'm technically on vacation, so I don't want the vacation to be work. You know what I'm saying? But. It can get crazy. It could definitely get crazy. And I think that, but that's why I think it's important for you to kind of understand who you are and who you can bring together versus who you can't. Can, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some friends that they're, they're, they're just great. You can bring them around anybody. And then there's some friends that just don't really gel with everyone. And you got to know that that person is a person that you don't want to invite to the group trip because it's just never going to work out. So I'm going to tell y'all a story
0: out there for everybody who's listening and watching. Um, I had vacationed with G. It's, it's been a bunch of us. We have vacationed before. And when I tell you that going into the vacation, and I was the planner. I, I happened to plan the vacation. G was one of the most annoying people with the questions. Oh, we're, we're, so who's cooking? And well, I don't want to cook. I don't want to work. I don't want to wash dishes. Just that it was all sorts of questions. Now we went and we ended up having a good time. But I feel like, you might be that person.
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> like I was asking like I all the you, questions. It might be you. <laughs> I was no, asking please. the question because I, be I wanted to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I was taking that vacation. That was my first vacation after like, yo, yeah, bro. Yeah, we we, was coming we out, came we, out of we the pandemic. We weren't coming out of
0: COVID, we weren't we, coming out of COVID no, it was. we were this, coming out of COVID. We
1: were coming out of COVID where right. the world was open again right. and we could really do something. And I was just like, and I wanted the vacation to really be a vacation. I didn't want to feel like... I got down there, and they were all this expectation for me. Like, folks was mad because at 9 o'clock, I was going to sleep. And they was like, yo, G, I don't understand. Like, you at the lounge till 12 every day. How come at 9 o'clock, we can't see you? Because I'm tired.
0: I got a question. I talked about the group trip. Right. And again, this is my last question, like, in this space, because okay, okay. I know it's y'all space. What is it about, like, the whole birthday thing? Like, birthday dinners, birthday trips, birthday extravaganzas. And then if you don't shell out like three G's to celebrate your second cousin's sister's birthday, it's a whole thing. Like you, 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 you do the group dinner, and a lot of it. And and, and I'll say this, from what I see and what I observe, it does tend to skew younger. Right. And 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 it, and it may it may be a new thing. I don't know. Is it is it for Social media, like, what is that about?
1: I, I, was, I really can't speak to that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. That's not me. That's not you. That's not. That's me. not you. Like, I'm okay. that chick that for my birthday, folks is asking me, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" And last minute, I'm like, "I'm on a plane. I'm in Paris." I'm sorry. I'll get back when we get back. You figure something out. Y'all see that flex? Nah, I mean, last minute, I, I, I could have said uh, I don't want to no city and say it like it's less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like I'm not I could have said Gary, bus. Indiana. I think. I think <laughs> Shout out to all our
0: viewers in Gary, Indiana. Absolutely,
1: Indiana's lit. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm thinking that I think it's a more young, I think it's a younger thing where we are looking for content just to post so that every birthday is a significant birthday. Now you know what I'm saying? It's got to be. At least seven events, you know what I mean? Jesus but Christ. You can't commit to all. You just gotta know where you're laying, your space, and you kinda like gotta show up and do what you can and just, I just move feel away like I, from I,
0: it. Because I,
1: I'm watching
0: some of this like objectively, you know, I'm going through my stories. I'm like, okay, so you did the photo shoot there, and then, but you just did the photo shoot for your gender reveal, and now you're doing the disguise. It's, it's all you gotta blame on social you, media, man. It's just, it's social it's media's just too false. much. It's too much. It's never too and then much, bro. Never and then too if, much. And then if don't somebody doesn't show up, it's beef, right? It's it's beef. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of emotions. Like,
1: it's a lot of feelings, folks. What is that? You know, but you got to manage your economy. We can't do everything.
0: Men so be can't. like, men be like, yo, I can't make it. I right, I'll catch you.
1: I'll catch you. Nah, that's not true. That's not true. Nah, I'm not. No, listen. I, yesterday I could. I ain't calling no names. Well, was But like, I heard a conversation that was going down because it was old boy birthdays coming up and. It was feelings on who was going to show up, who don't show up. I be showing up for him. He don't show up for me. I think men be doing well, the I same think thing. If it's a,
0: I think if it's a pattern, right. I think among men, if it's a pattern, then you, know, you feel a way. I think that we all have those things as men where we're like, yo, I just, for whatever reason, I right. can't make it. Right. If you ain't never coming and he's always coming. Right. Or vice versa, then it becomes an issue. Right. Then I think people feel a particular way. But I don't know... Anyone who has fallen out, he was your man. Bef- he was your man, man. Before the birthday dinner, solid.
1: Right. He couldn't make
0: it, and it's like, it's over. It's over. I don't know that.
1: I that mean, don't I really happened. I think brothers, you like, right, I think brothers move it. from a different space. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys, you guys not that engaged with each other. I you guys don't it. even really share that Yo, much either. I was I'm talking to two guys that was like, "This is my brother," and I was just like, "Yo, what's your man's son name?" Why well, my man was man late. man? <laughs>
0: that's, exactly. That's
1: that's <laughs> my man. His son's name is
0: man man, man man.
1: I'm like, how you don't know? I been knowing everything about my peoples. Everything I know when they kiss, birthday, everything. He was like, nah, um, yeah, I can't really remember. <laughs> like, wait, nah, I know. Hold on. So. Nigga named him after his man. Now I'm just <laughs> All right. It be your name. It be your you name. And you don't know
0: it. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for Branded by G today. Appreciate that. Always a good conversation with the boss of 593, Gloria Sherubin. We're going to get into our main conversation today. And this is a recurring thing on the Charles Coleman podcast because it is something that You may be hearing for the first time now, but you're going to hear me talk about a lot during the course of following your brand new favorite podcast, the Charles Coleman Podcast, which brings me to another point. This is a great time. If you have not already, hit that subscribe button down at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're following us anywhere where podcasts are heard, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, any of the above, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, make sure you share. Make sure you follow us on the socials. Just search Charles Coleman Podcast. All one word. That's where we are. My name is Charles Coleman. You can follow me. Do not slide in my DMs. I will not hit you back.
1: Have a line, (laughs) maybe.
0: But all jokes aside. um, So today, you know, I have this thing, and G, you and I have talked about it a little bit before. I've talked about it with Cashman on different occasions, and it is simply: Do you believe in the Negro? And a lot of people hear me talk about this and they sort of like flinch because they're like, what, you, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And I'm going to get real explicit really quickly. And I don't mean explicit in the sense of vulgar or rebald. I mean explicit in the sense of clear. Right. The Negro, I am using in the question here as representing and representative of an era. The Negro is a time that exists Before we are African-American, before we are Afro-anything, before there is a clear and distinct association with black people in America, there is the Negro. The Negro exists after we were nigger. The, 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 The Negro exists at the point that we are no longer in physical bondage. And so we have to be recognized as more than a slave, but less than American. Right. And so <clears throat> for us, this is a particular point in time where we had just enough to make our own way, but not enough where anything was really given to us to sort of be a part of anything else that we didn't create for ourselves. And so I'm talking about Greenwood. I'm talking about Rosewood. I'm talking about uh, uh, Tulsa. I'm talking about Black Wall Street. I'm talking about that era. Right. Because... That is the era of the Negro. It is an era where your butcher was black, your grocer was black, your doctor was black, your accountant was black. Because that's all we had. Right. Right? And so it was a self-sustaining model. I talk to people about what it means and what it would mean to have this conversation around community. Because we throw around the word community a lot. Oh, yeah, the community. and, And... I'm always curious to understand what people are referring to about that because I feel like community is something that just doesn't exist on its own. It has to actually be built. Right. There are things that are needed to create it such that you can't just assume its existence. So when I ask the question, do you believe in the Negro, it really is a question about do you believe in our ability to create community where it does not exist? Right. Um, I think about, particularly in the pandemic, what it was to watch the world pivot. And really what started to get me thinking about this was education. So I have a niece and um, my mom is a retired school teacher. And to make a long story short, during the height of the pandemic, my mom and a few of her educator friends basically formed an educational Mm co-op with my sister you know, my niece and some of her classmates. And my mom was lending her expertise as a teacher in, the, in literally a, what had become a schoolhouse in some space that my sister had for my niece and a few other children. Right. And then there were some other educators who were in the church, who were in her sorority, who began to participate in that. And I started thinking about You know, we have all these conversations, like, we want to get upset about, oh, they're taking CRT out the schools, or they're trying to ban that, or they're taking these books out. That is, in part, a function of us relying on other people to do for us what we can do for ourselves. Right. If you're someone who wants to start with an excuse as to, well, it's not going to work because da 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 my argument is, well, then you don't believe in a Negro, you don't believe in our ability to get it done. Right. Is that realistic? What are your thoughts? Do you believe in the Negro?
1: absolutely believe in the Negro. You know, I think that it's important for us to always identify a space in which we could kind of, like, pull our efforts together, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, as a business professional, when I'm looking for uh, resources, I'm always looking to identify black first. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain level of trust that I know exists there. I know there's a certain level of cultural understanding mm-hmm. that's already kind of built into it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think that that, I know for me, that's my first approach. You know, but believing in the Negro really means you're willing to kind of be, to go out of your way. Right. And see, that, that's, a, that's a huge piece.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I had a conversation with someone when I was going over the production notes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you're underestimating you know, it's not necessary Because I said that for me, and I want to get your take on where it starts. Right. But I said, for me, it starts economically. Right. Right? Like, if you're not willing to use the services and goods that come from your community and pay for them, and in some cases, pay more for them. Right. Right? Like, you and I have had this conversation. You don't really believe in a Negro. Right? right? Like I, And they were like, well, you know, some people just make decisions because that's what their pockets tell them. So if, if there's... You know, a, a a dollar here that something costs, and then over here costs a dollar ten. They're just going over here, so on and so forth, and, and in order to appease their personal budgets, right? And I said, you know, for the person who's legitimately in that space, I'm not mad at them. Right. Legitimately in that right. space, but there are actually very few people who are not in that space without consideration for a lack of discipline. Or determination, like you said, you know what, I know this is gonna cost me a little bit more, right. but I believe in this, so I'm gonna support it. There's no community that's gonna be built anywhere without personal accountability and self-discipline. Right. None at all. So you you know, I think that's a big part of where we get tripped up. We want it to feel good. Right. We want it to be convenient, we want it to be easy. Right. I believe that it's more difficult than it is complicated. That's not to say that it's not complicated on some levels, but I think in a lot of ways it's very straightforward. Right. It's just a question of are you willing to sacrifice the comforts that you've become accustomed to
1: in order to really get into that thing and engage it? We, I, I understand what you're saying and I think there is a large push um, of folks. I mean, look, look at our buying power. We're at like $3.5 trillion. Trillion. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a substantial amount of money. And if all of those dollars were directed directly to our community, we would be a forced to be reckoned with, you know what I'm saying? But uh, obviously that's not the case, you know we're more brand driven, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, making that conscious decision to buy black is exactly that, making the conscious decision to buy black. And there are a lot of people that are believing in the Negro and that go out of their way, that won't spend their dollars in other spaces and, and make that investment and make it understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't expect every customer that comes into my door to understand the logistics and <laughs> what I need to do to run my business. Mm-hmm. Right? He's coming for a service. He's she wants a particular item. They just want to make that transaction and keep it moving. They want to come in and have an experience. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I am presenting something that's special and specific and unique. You know what I'm saying? And that's my way of kind of like building within the community. Because I want you to believe in the Negro, but I want you to believe in the Negro because I'm presenting the Negro in a way that's appetizing to your budget. Where you're just like, yeah, it's convenient. I could go over here because it's easier and it's closer, but there's something about that experience Mm. that resonates with me as a person that makes me want to go and put myself and spend the more money and go over there, inconvenience myself. I think that's a big, big part of it. For those that are not physically in a space, to have those kind of decisions and they're just kind of like moving based on what their budget can gonna afford, understandable. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, you, got a, I, you got a woman with <coughs> three kids, yeah. a single, and she she's just gotta make ends meet. You know what I'm saying? I think she's there are a lot of people, out. I think there are a
0: lot of people who are not in that space, right. but use that example to justify behavior that doesn't even apply. Right. In terms of community building, like for somebody who's listening or watching, and they're like, I believe in the Negro. I believe in sacrifices that are necessary to invest creating community. Right. Where do you think it starts? Like, just from
1: your, your personal? I mean, I think, I think culture, culturally it's is, is, is important. I think it's a big feeder. Like, I'm Haitian, mm-hmm. right? My parents were born in Haiti. I was born here. When my guests come to the lounge that are Haitian and find out that I'm Haitian, it's a, it's a natural click in their mind that, oh, now nah, we got to support that. I got to come back. I got to go tell all my people. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that's culturally ingrained in us mm. as a people. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you know who your people are, now nah, you can't deviate away from that. You got to go and you got to go back and support. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that every culture has that same kind of, like, immediate connection. like connection. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think a lot of it starts there. You know what I'm saying? And for, for, for the spaces that... It doesn't exist. I think the education is going to really be important, you know what I'm saying, to kind of understand the the value of that, you know what I'm saying, because very often the consumer is uneducated. They're just looking for that transaction and not thinking about how that's impacting them in the long run
0: or their community. You you really just made me think of something that I'm curious about. So you use the word culture. And I think that that is where things kind of get a little tricky because- Mm -hmm. There is this notion sometimes that when you're talking about culture, there's a connection immediately to community where it's intertwined. Right. And so, in looking to spa- support spaces that, where the culture exists or the culture is thriving, you're inherently supporting community. And that's not necessarily true. And I just would like your thoughts on how do you reconcile supporting culture? When that culture is either owned, operated, financed, or by people who are not in community. Right. And, 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 and that leaves you with a dichotomy. And I'll give you a basic example. This is not necessarily like the best example, but it's the one that came to my, to my head. So you're talking about a, let's say, an entertainment. Right. You're talking about a black director who is employing black people who is working for, or or, or who's telling a story or a narrative that is connected to us culturally. Right. Right. But in terms of who is on the bill, producing it, getting the money from it, getting the ownership rights of it, owning the, the, the residuals and the royalties in perpetuity. It ain't none of us. right? That's not putting money in community necessarily, but it is supporting the culture. So where do you, like, how do you parse that out? Because there's a separation.
1: I think it's complicated. You it know is. What I'm saying? It I think, is. you know, depending on the respective industry you're talking to, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many, like, players in the game that sometimes you want to put out a product and in order for it to get out and for it to be executed properly, right. you have to engage those systems. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 There's no way to do it outside, to do it successfully or to do it big enough because you need access to that budget. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think it really it depends on the industry. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we've seen so many trends where certain markets have opened up because of their leverage of our community. You know what I'm saying? And the question becomes when we get to those spaces, are we going to make those right decisions to kind of continue to grow our community or do we become blindsided by our success and really just feel like we just need a few tokens in the game and then I did my part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that, that goes on the onus on the person. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I th- you know, it's each one teach one. It's one. I got a responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a brand manager, as a business owner at the lounge, if people that want to start businesses and they come to me, I'm always open to share. You know what I'm saying? I got this theory I, in my hand is that the same way my hand goes to receive It's the same way my hand goes goes to give. give. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always giving.
0: I spent many an evening in class at the Gloria (laughs) Sherubin School of Business at 593 (laughs) Washington Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. I have absolutely done that and can attest to that. My last question on this, and I will likely ask this, not even likely, I am going to ask this to everybody who I have this conversation with. Finish this sentence. You don't get a whole lot of time to think about it but just finish this sentence. I believe in the
1: Negro because. I believe in the Negro because I am Negro. And I believe in myself. And I believe when we put ourselves first and we reconcile that identity crisis, it's not a challenge to support another brother or sister.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Stick around, we have everybody's favorite segment. This is Rules of Engagement, our conversation about love, sex, and relationships. We get a little spicy, get a little interesting. Have some real good discussion. Hopefully, something you could talk about with you and yours. Uh, Before we get into today's conversation, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. Like, share, subscribe. If you're streaming us wherever podcasts are heard, we are your new favorite podcast, and this is the new home of Black Brilliance. So make sure you're sharing it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Got a special guest with me tonight, our... Lovely contributor from the Dream Team, Gloria Rubin, is with us hey. for rules and for ga- rules of engagement, not rules of forgazy, mm. um, but rules of engagement. Uh, so glad you're here. Thank you. So we have a little fun. Um, okay. I love the jeans and that look. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You know, you're giving date night sexy. Yeah. Here. So since you're giving date night sexy, I'm gonna pose a scenario, and I need you to tell the truth. The people out here want to hear the
1: truth. They want to know the truth. I only tell the truth. Yeah, uh, right. So no, is that judgment? No, it's not judgment. Oh, okay. We
0: need this, this. This is a no judgment zone, especially for tonight's conversation. Thank you. Um, you're on date night. Mhm. Things is things is going right. You looking right? He looking right? Okay. Right. Everything's good. Spontaneous. Love it. All right. And your partner says to you, "Yo, let's get it in." Where is the wildest place it's popped? The wildest place ah, is pop. Ah, ah, ah. The wild. This is why you gotta tell the truth to the, the people. The truth. You gotta tell the truth. Ah. The wildest place is pop. Jeez. Ah, now you was in the flight industry for mad long. I ain't gonna put your whole resume out why there. Why you bro. gotta be? I what? just want to know. Like, did you, did they ever pop in the sky?
1: Ah, take it easy. You what? Hey, just give the Let people what they want to know. Let me tell my story, please. Do right, not ahead, offer ahead. any like suggestions. All right, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm here for it. I'm <sighs> the wildest place. All right. Um, this is so much. <laughs> On the hood of a car in a parking lot at a park.
0: What time of day was it?
1: It was night. It was like. Oh, nigga, bye. That wasn't it.
0: Come on, what? You get wilder than that. I need something good. That. Um, Are you kidding me? Was it like uh, during a music I don't festival want... or something? Like, was it Coachella?
1: OK. okay. It what? was a major event that was taking See, place. See, yeah, now that's the part you
0: left out. You didn't give
1: me a chance. You were ready
0: to dub it. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm sorry, I'm listening. Go, ahead, go ahead. All right.
1: Major event. Can was... I tell my story, America? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got international <laughs> listeners. <Yeah>. China. <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> so, things are happening, all right, and we outside, outside, and there's a lot of people everywhere, and we're on the hood of this vehicle. Is it your car? Yes, oh, okay. it is my car. So we're elevated, because if you know, I keep high. Yeah,
0: you stay with the big trucks.
1: tired yeah. vehicles. So yeah, we're out. and we're outside, and it's going down. I mean, it's 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 pretty intense, and there are people moving around, and it was just one of those things where you just was in the moment, and it went. Whose idea was it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, what part of it uh, did you not understand? It was a little. Duff on the sound,
0: real quick. Whose idea was it to get it in on the car? In it was that my
1: moment. idea. Okay, damn. It was. My Were you that idea. aggressive I when was. you did it? It was. It oh, was like okay. It was like a takedown. Well, it was. It was a takedown. It was a takedown.
0: Wow. I'm.
1: I, what? Wh- wh- where was yours?
0: Um, I've had a lot. Really? Yeah, I've had a lot. I mean, I, give I'm, me
1: the wildest.
0: One that was a little wild was um, I'm a, I, you know. I don't really watch football now, but I am a Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles fan. Okay. So uh, it would be in the player's locker room in the Lincoln Financial Field where the Philadelphia Eagles play. Yeah, that's, I'm very proud of that.
1: Well, was there a game going on? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Was there a game going on? Like It, it was, was
0: actually after the
1: game. It was after the game. Yeah.
0: I had watched the game.
1: Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. So was it your idea?
0: Um, I, so so during the game, mm-hmm. I was thinking I was like, yo, I wanna I want get it in Now right. where I don't know so I was constantly like looking for like a place right now, I didn't know what it was gonna be in, this, in the stadium in the parking lot. I was just like, where? And then when I got access to the players' locker room, I was like, were the
1: players in the locker room or was like the place some. empty?
0: It's a big locker room, right? So some, some, and so I was like, nobody I know is topping this. At least in terms of my circle, <laughs> right? Like, who's who's gonna be? Is that? that your
1: thought at that time? No, I mean, because I was just
0: like, because because here's the thing, I was like, well, I could go to the bathroom,
1: but the bathroom is standard. Yeah, I was like, it's I'm not. Here. That's not like I'm here, right? Like exceptional.
0: Who's beating this? So I was like, yo, and it took like. It took like one or two. It was definitely my idea. Okay. But then afterwards, not even after, it was like, you know, after the second time, she was like, you serious? I was like, yeah, what the shits. Let's go. Plus, it was an older woman, so I wanted to make, I wanted to feel, I wanted her to feel excited and sexy, and I wanted to feel like I was taking charge of the situation. Mm. So that was also, it was- That was driving Yeah, it was driving my adrenaline, because I wanted to make her feel like, I'm taking charge. Well, I think
1: that that you know the fact that when when you're in these kind of spaces, just because you're in these weird spaces, it just makes it that much more exciting. Of course, it's just like the, the adrenaline. Is Somebody's coming in. I rib. don't know who's looking. Yeah, it I don't know who's here. Like I like. And, I've got to be thing. quiet, but I don't. When want I was to. stroking,
0: like I wanted them to hear, but I didn't. Like I didn't want them to hear, but I wanted them to, to hear. Like I wanted them to hear enough, like somebody, somebody. getting their ass buzz, right. but not like too loud where they had to come and see. Right, they wanted to see. Right, so mm-hmm. it was like right there. You didn't. Is this a cell phone? error? I mean, you had a car, so like, this is a cell
1: phone error. Like, why are you trying to put timestamps? I, I just want to know. You always want to get so no, much information. I just want to you know. Ask the question, and I answered. Were people, you worried on. about someone taking a picture? That's where I'm going. The, the the question really doesn't matter because I was in a place where it didn't people even matter. wouldn't really know. I wasn't. You're not thinking about all that I, when you at that space. First of all. I had a lot to drink. so <laughs> Drink is good. Drink is very good. You know what I'm saying? It adds to the excitement. So at that point, a lot of my little concerns were just dulled down. You, you know, you're not really thinking about all that. Fuck
0: that camera. Fuck camera. <laughs> well... Pull your camera out. <laughs> oh, you're encouraging it. I got stuff for you to film. That is going to bring us to the end of another wonderful... Episode of the Charles Coleman Podcast. My name is Charles Coleman. I'm your host. I'm going to give a special thank you to our contributor, Gloria Sherubin, who joined us for this episode. Please make sure that you are subscribed, that you are registered, that you are following for all sorts of exclusive content at charlescolemanpodcast.com. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're following us on the socials. We are your new favorite podcast. This is the new home for Black Brilliance. Until next time, peace and love.